0: Now I have got the privilege of introducing Simona, who uh, serves us so well. She's very, very diligent and faithful in her commitment to serve us as a church. She um, has served for years our kids' work in such an incredible way. And, uh, and she's coming again to speak to us this morning on the next uh, part in our series um, that we're working through in the Book of Two Kings in the Bible. So, Simona, over to you.
1: Hi, I'm Simona, part of the leadership team, and I've got the privilege to continue our preaching series called Troublemakers today. We've been looking at the lives of Elijah and Elisha. They were two prophets in the Old Testament. And we've been looking at how God has been using them and how they've been faithful to him and obedient and following him. And it's been incredible just looking at at their lives and what we can learn from it. So we, we're looking at, at Elisha today and when he's sort of in his adult years and he's taken over from Elijah and he is, uh, he's actually like being consulted by the king Joram at that time and he, uh, he was being consulted by the king a lot, what shall I do? Because uh, this king wanted to hear what God had to say. So Elisha has been helping the king. He's been helping the king to understand what the enemy was doing. And he's been showing him, him things. And the enemies didn't like this because it really helped the king of Israel to, to understand what the enemy was doing. So uh, the king of Israel could go against that. So we're picking this up in uh, 2 Kings 6 verse 8 to 23. Now the king of Aram was at war with Israel. After conferring with his officers, he said, I will set up my camp in such and such a place. The man of God, which is Elisha, sent word to the king of Israel, beware of passing that place because the Arameans are going down there. So the king of Israel checked on the place indicated by the man of God. And time and again, Elisha warned the king so that he was on his guard in such places. This enraged the king of Aram. He summoned his officers and demanded of them, Tell me, which of us is on the side of the king of Israel? Well, none of us, my lord, the king, said one of his officers. But Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. Oh, go, find out where he is, the king ordered, so I can send Mantic and capture him. Well, the report came back. He is in Doth- Dothan. Then he sent horses and chariots and a strong force there. They went by night and they surrounded the city. When the servant of the men of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army of, with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. But don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. As the enemy came toward him, Elisha prayed to the Lord, strike this army with blindness. So he struck them with blindness as Elisha had asked. Elisha told them, this is not the road and this is not the city. Follow me, and I will lead you to the man you are looking for. And he led them to Samaria. After they entered the city, Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men so that they can see. Then the Lord opened their eyes, and they looked, and there they were inside Samaria. When the king of Israel saw them, he asked Elisha, Shall I kill them, my father? Shall I kill them? Do not kill them, he answered. Would you kill those who have captured with... who?" those you have captured with your own sword, sword or bow, set food and water before them so that they may eat and drink and then go back to their master. So he prepared a great feast for them. And after they had finished eating and drinking, he sent them away and they returned to their master. So the bands from Aram stopped raiding Israel's territory. An amazing story, I think, of just God's faithfulness and his kindness and his goodness and just him revealing stuff to Elisha and his servant. Now, as we can see, like Elisha, he warns the king and the enemy didn't like that. Then they send soldiers to capture Elisha. And then the servant sees his army and he's thinking, oh, my goodness, we're surrounded by this mighty army. What do I do? And then Elisha was saying, well, look, look at what, what God is doing in the spiritual world around you and how protected you are. And then um And then Elisha takes the army into Samaria and then the king prepares a feast and then the army is not reigning Israel anymore. It's a a brilliant story of how God is just working these things out together for good. And we're just going to dive in the story together today and we're we're going to see how how knowing God intimately and, and seeing in the spiritual world around us will help us to respond by faith, rather than by fear. Because when you look at the the start of when the servant goes out and he sees the army, he says, oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? He's like full of fear, which is completely understandable when you see a mighty army surrounding you, you have no place to go. It's like you're, you're completely full of fear. The size of the army was actually huge, it was huge. And I was, I was wondering when, when I read this, the size of what we face in our lives today may seem huge as well. It might be like in the day to day life. Uh, in your day to day life, you can be really struggling with a, a stubborn two year old who just does not listen and does not want you to uh, want to do what you want to do. And then you can be can be completely like with your hands in your uh, hands in your hair, thinking, "What do I do? How do I get out of this? It feels like everything is surrounding you." Or it could be the pressure at your work, or it could be a family situation that just doesn't seem to change. You keep praying and praying and praying and it just doesn't seem to change. It just feels like you're you're hemmed in or you feel like you've been wrongly accused of things. For me, it's like everyday, day-to-day things. We've recently adopted a little girl, and things are often not so easy. Like she's really struggling with attachment, and it can be really hard for me to to really to see God in all of it and what God is doing. It feels hopeless sometimes. Is is this ever going to to change? And um, it might be bigger things, like you've, you're facing a real illness for yourself or, or a loved one. Or you might be having a job loss, like you, you lost your job or there's big family fallouts or children fall out with you or you've got marriage problems. There can be lots of things that can come our way, that can feel like this huge army in this passage. And the, and the question is, how do we handle these things? We can see that the servant responded immediately by fear, which is a very natural reaction. But I think as we read on, we can see in verse 16 that the prophet Elisha said, Don't be afraid. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And then Elisha could see that the army of God, he could see in the spiritual world around him that the army of God was bigger than the army of the Arameans that was there in that, around, surrounding that city. When you, when you think about that, when you think about the army of God, like what it looked like, it looked like my, like way more horses and chariots than the horses of the, of the enemy. And the, the fact that it says fire means that it's, it's like a symbol for divine power. So it was like overwhelmingly bigger than the actual enemy. And that's so amazing, isn't it? We know that God is on our side and he's bigger than the enemy or whatever comes our way. But the trouble is, like, the army was still big from the Armenians. It didn't diminish in sight. He could see that God's army was bigger, but the army didn't change. And your situation might not change. But you can see with spiritual eyes, you can respond with faith rather than with fear. And I think this is what this passage is teaching us, that we can respond with faith rather than with fear. So what could that look like? Well, when you think about the spiritual world around you, it's, it's, it's everywhere. I mean, we, we live in a natural world, things that we can see, we can feel, we can touch. But we also live in the in spiritual world where, where God dwells and where, where good beings dwell like angels, but also where bad beings dwell like demons and spirits and Satan. There is a whole world around us that we cannot see with our natural eyes, but we can see with our spiritual eyes. I mean, when you look at the world around us, like there's lots of films that, that talk about the unseen worlds around us or there's like magic often starts really young in TV programs or there is like um, mediums that people go to or there's Reiki, there's Satanist churches. You can see that the unseen world is portrayed everywhere in the world around us. Now, why is that? It's because God has made us as human beings with with heaven in mind. He's made us as spiritual beings as well as uh, like our human body. And we're sort of looking around, looking for this kind of of, of uh, fulfillment. Like what, how do we fulfill this need of like seeing in the world around us? And, and I think when we see in the world that people try all sorts of places, maybe you've tried it as well, in all sorts of places to find this spiritual world. And I think that we look in the wrong places often, and that produces fear rather than faith. And I think we are, when God, when you give your life over to Jesus, you've become a new creation. And from this new creation, we can tap into the spiritual world around us, which is amazingly beautiful. There's so much we can discover in that, as we shall see. So how do we how do we tap into this spiritual world and how do we see with our spiritual eyes? Well, when you look at um, at science, we've got five senses, don't we? We've got taste, touch, smell, sight, and sound. So this is the way we sort of uh, our senses work in the natural world. Well, the same as it works in the natural world, it works in the supernatural world. So. The supernatural world, you can can catch God with your taste, with your touch, with your smell, with your sight and with your sound as well, with sound as well. You can, there's lots for us to discover in this. And I think God wants to wake us up today and make us hungry that there is a whole unseen spiritual world around us. But actually, like we've been we've been lulled asleep a little bit and we've been just only seeing what Satan is portraying in the spiritual world around us and that's often leading to fear and and scary things so we sort of stay away from that. Whilst actually there's so much more for us to discover if we have a hungry heart God is willing to meet us like he is meeting the servant in the story saying hey open your eyes see what I'm doing in the spiritual world. Now, God often works through our our imagination, like our sight. So your imagination is a a bit like a a TV set, really. It's like when you see a TV set, it's not essentially good or evil, but you can project good or evil things on it. So when you think about our, our imagination, the things that we fill our head with, that will come out in moments of pressure. So if we fill our head with like uh, with meditating on, on the Bible and we fill our heads with with truth in, in worship songs, that when the army like, feels like an army, like the pressure comes, that will come out of us like it came out of Elisha. He, he walked so close to God that the first thing that he could see was the spiritual world around him and, and how amazingly big God was and how he was protecting them rather than the servant who couldn't see that. So you see how, you, how close you live to God, God can use that and he can just show you lots of stuff that's happening in the spiritual world around you, around you. Well, God also communicates through visions and dreams as well. He wants us to see where he is and what he is doing in us or others to grow us. And God wants to show us what he's doing in the spiritual world around us through dreams and visions. I've been on a bit of a journey with that, which I love to share with you, that I think in terms of dreams and visions, there's loads more for us to discover. So I've been having lots of dreams lately, and one of those dreams was so incredibly special that really helped me to respond by faith rather than by fear. So as I told you, we've adopted a little girl, which has been amazing, and, and we love her all so much. But it also comes with challenges. And, and before we adopted her, I had a dream. And in that dream, she sat on my lap, and um, she was just very slowly putting her head on my shoulder. But it was really slowly now, at the time, I didn't think a lot of it. I thought, well, that's a nice dream. I write it down. I write all my dreams down because you never know what God wants to say through them. So I wrote it down. And then it turns out that she's actually, it, it, is, it is a bit like that dream, actually. She finds it. She comes from quite a broken background. So it's quite hard for her to attach herself, especially to me. Now having that dream, having God shown me that in the spiritual world, it really helped me to see how I can respond by faith rather than by fear. Because now when she's struggling with the attachment, I can go back to that dream and I can say, hang on, hey, God has spoken to me that she will attach herself to me. It might take long, but I'm going to stand on it. I'm going to pray into that. You see how that works. I had a dream the other day as well for a friend of mine who was really in the dream. He felt really tight on his chest and he felt hemmed in. And then I saw like oil, which is often like a a sign of God, like wanting to do something. And it was like a river of oil. And then we both stood in the river of oil and we're like, completely touched by the Holy Spirit and his whole tightness went. we were worshiping and then there was like a a little girl all of a sudden which then turned into an incredibly mighty being which I said that's an angel and we were like really being overwhelmed by all of this together with my friend and I didn't quite know what to do with it so a a few weeks later I, I shared it with him and he was like that's exactly how I'm feeling I literally feel tight on the chest and that's such a promise for me to hold on to. I think it's so beautiful how God works in that. Now, as I said, the five senses, so there's also touch as well. So when you when you think about uh, John and Daniel in the Bible, they were physically actually touched by God, by what they saw. And I think God wants to help us to, to understand how that works with, with touch as well. So the other day when I was preparing this preach, I said to God, I just want to feel you with my body. Like, I know I can. Will you show yourself to me? And I just felt like electricity all over my body. And I felt, like it, I felt like in my imagination, it was like Jesus standing in front of me. That's the Holy Spirit does that, isn't he? He portrays the spiritual world around us in a way that we can understand with our human brains. So I saw Jesus standing in front of me. And he held out his hand. He said, will you take my hand? And then he led me to God the Father, which I saw in my imagination. And I I felt like I can't come near God the Father. Look at my weaknesses. Look at my 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 failures. I can't come to God the Father. And God the Father said, I know. That's why Jesus is here. I stand in this gap. And I sort of cried a lot and I had a lot of like pain taken away from me with the whole uh, stuff that's been happening with our adoptive little girl and how I felt about that. And then God said, Jesus said to me, are you ready to put your hands in God, the Father's hand? And then I did that. <laughs> and I must say like the, the the amazing love and acceptance and just reassurance that I felt in that grip was just absolutely amazing and it really helps me in the helped me in the last week or so to to respond by faith again like no 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 I'm gonna love her unconditionally like the father loves me like he showed me I can love her unconditionally Do you see how God is helping us to see with our spiritual eyes in these things and helps us to respond by by faith rather than by fear and you might be feeling the same. You, you might be feeling all, all these things as well. And, and I, can I encourage you to just go for it, to ask God. I heard a story the other day of someone who, who asked the same, like, God, where are you? And then and, and she literally felt God's hand upon her, which was such a reassurance, reassuring thing. God the Father is ready to show himself to us, but we need to be open for that. And we need to fill our minds with the things of God. Because if you read on in verse 18, it says that the enemy was struck with blindness. Such a contrast of like the servant's eyes opened and then the enemy was struck with blindness. Now we can be struck with blindness as well. We can have lots of things that hold us back in this whole area of this seeing in this spiritual world. We can, I mean, the more you you watch, I find the more you watch things on TV and you watch horror films and you watch things that are slightly tapping into the darker side, the more it messes with your brain and it messes with your imagination. So it really helps me to not watch these things so that, in moments of pressure when I tried when I tap into this spiritual world that what comes out or comes out is God and not the, the, the scary things that I've watched. or you can have a lot of emotional baggage that you can that you need to work towards like there's bitterness or angriness or unforgiveness these things can hinder as well or you've been involved in the occult in the, in the past or um, yeah you have a lot of internal stress, These things can really hinder. So it's really important that we work through that with God so that he can actually set us free from these things so we are free to tap into this spiritual world and and we can respond by faith rather than by fear. And the last thing I want to pick out from this this is like at the end, uh, from 1st 19 onwards, he says... Elisha told the army, he says, this is not the road, I'm going to lead you to, to the king. It was, it was quite a deceptive way of doing things. But the way he was doing it is like he said, I'm going, to, I'm going to lead this army. And they were struck by blindness, but I'm going to lead them. And then the king prepared a massive feast meal. And I was wondering when I was thinking about this, like how often do we see the spiritual world portrayed around us in dark things, And how more we can, as a church, can claim this back and say, no, look at Jesus. Look at the spiritual world and the beautiful things that he made. Because actually the spiritual world belongs to God. He is the one who made it and he's the one who who wants us to tap into this. And he wants us to take the spiritual blind by the hand and say, look at Jesus and bring them to a feast meal. It says in the Bible, in Psalm 23, it says, He prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemy. That's Jesus. He's, he's, he wants us to, to, to show the people who are walking in darkness and show them a great light. And that great light, what it talks about in Isaiah 9 verse 2, it talks about the great light. And that great light is Jesus. He wants us to take the spiritually blind by the hand and lead them to the great feast that Jesus is preparing for us. I think it's time for us to claim this back. And also, if you've never uh, given your life over to Jesus, if you've never seen this beautiful spiritual world around us, can I encourage you to do that? Because Jesus is so much bigger and better, and he's got so much more for us. So as we've seen, there's a whole unseen spiritual world around us who either influences us to go to fear or to go to faith. Ask God for God's perspective on things. So tap into this spiritual world so we can live by faith and not by fear. And yeah, work work with God on the things that make you blind so that you can see what he's got for you. And listen very closely to God, step by step. Shall we pray? Dear yeah, Father, I thank you that you are such a kind Father, who wants us to see with spiritual eyes to what you are doing, Father, and I just want to pray uh, for us as a church where you open up our spiritual eyes so that we may see we may see the amazing goodness we may see your your amazing grace for us, we may see what you are doing, Lord, not go to the fear, but look, go to the faith, Lord, the things around us might not change, but we can go to faith. Lord, this all is not because we need great experiences, but because we want to know our Father better. We want to lead others to the Father. This is what we're for, Lord. We want to get to know you better. We want to tap into more of you. I pray your blessing upon each one of us, Lord, that we will be able to see what you are doing in each and every situation of our lives. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. What an encouragement. Thank you, Simona. That was brilliant. So just to reiterate, What Simona has wonderfully reminded us about this morning, Uh, the book of Joel, which is a a prophetic book in the Old Testament. It says, uh, it says, and and it shall come to pass afterwards. So I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. That's that's happened now. Jesus has risen. He's ascended. He's gone to the Father. The Holy Spirit has been poured out on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female servants in those days I will pour out my spirit. And I want to encourage her. And Simona has already encouraged us. Let's welcome him to speak to you, to unblock your blindness uh, and those things that are are, are things of fear that are in your heart and your mind and say Lord I welcome you to speak to me and he will show us things and help us see things and be filled with his spirit so let me encourage you to do that thank you Lord you are faithful thank you Lord you are with us you have been with us and you will be with us because you are faithful to a thousand generations for those who love you and obey you and Lord we want to love you and obey you we follow you and honour you our Lord and King and uh, just thank you Father for the way you've been with us this morning Oh, Amen. Oh, Amen. Friends, so good to to be able to meet like this. I think I say that every time I do this, but it, that's because I believe it. Um, it is good to do this. Um, we're going to draw it to a close that now we'd love to hear from you as well if you'd like to get in contact with us, so please do. Um, otherwise, God bless you. it been great to see you. Goodbye.